everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is Coffee and Capes, our podcast about two of our favorite things, drinking coffee and talking about comic books and geek culture. That is so true. And it's never going to get old. And talking about it or doing this podcast, I just don't think it's ever going to get old. No, because it's what we do anyway. So yeah. it's just uh, these, these are the conversations we have all the time. We just decided to start recording them. Yeah, pretty much. That, that was it. That was just, we were like, maybe somebody else wants to listen to this kind of stuff too. Um, and apparently they do. We we have like, I don't know, 15 listeners, 20 listeners, maybe. <laughs> seems like a lot for what we talk about. We're super excited to have both of you listening to us. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for listening to us, guys. All six of you. Just um, kidding. We've got a few more than that. You you're not, al- you're not alone. In li- if you're listening right now, you're not alone. I promise. Not alone. Um, that's true. That's very true. Well, Dave, uh, what are you drinking this morning? Uh, well, I am enjoying a bit of our top, uh, well, probably our favorite medium roast, which is the Trinity. You know, though, the Trinity, so it's interesting because I don't know if it's necessarily classified. Really, can it be classified as a medium roast? I classify it as a medium roast because I do the law of averages when yeah. I think about it, right? Yeah. So for all of you at home listening, right, the Trinity is a single origin. It's the same bean. We just roast it light, medium, and dark, and then blend all that together, hence why it's called the Trinity. Um, and it's really, it's really good. It is really good. I don't know. I've described that to somebody. And before I even said, like, you know, when they're asking what type of roast is it? I said, well, it's a blend of of light, medium and dark. And they said, oh, so medium. I'm like, yeah, I think so. So I mean, I think it's it's appropriately labeled as a medium. Yeah, I think it makes the, the most sense. Right. To label it as a medium. If we label it as anything else, I. Uh. Yeah, it's not a dark, it's not a no. light. It really is a medium. Again, yeah. law of averages, right? right. Says yeah. you've got medium, you got light and dark, light and dark put together, you know, equals medium. Sure, I think sure. It actually, let's go with that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's my world. <laughs> We're all just living in it, John. We're right. all just living in it. Um, what about you? I'm, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking Dynamic Duo. Ooh, nice. Yeah, nice, dark, hence the, the post. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, dynamic duo is great because it doesn't joke around. Nah. <laughs> but um, thank you very much. Try to be able to be here all week. We yeah. are here for we all of here. your dad jokes. Yeah, right. I mean, it's I don't know if it's good cold or not. Um never tried it, right? If it's cold and you know, at least you know what you're getting. There's really no riddles with it. It's we just keep rolling. We do this all day. We can do this all day. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> Captain Carter and Captain America. Right. Both using that same line. Um, so anyway. Well, friends, you've found us in one way or another. Uh, let's do the let's do our usual rundown of all the ways you can connect with us. Right. You can go to our website, coffeeandcapes.com. So let me slow that down. It's coffee, the letter N, the word capes. Dot com. Uh, that's the website. Uh, you may be watching us on YouTube if you follow Hi. us on YouTube. YouTube. Hi, guys. Um, we're on Instagram, 
Twitter, Facebook. We're not on the TikTok yet. Again, I'm going to throw this out there. If there's somebody that understands TikTok really well, you are more than welcome. Hit us up. Uh, we'll give you like free coffee if you run our TikTok channel. So yeah. sounds like a good deal. Yeah. Until we can, you know, give you more than free coffee right <laughs> now. We afford to give you free coffee. Uh, and then you can email us at uh, supers, S-U-P-E-R-S, at coffeeandcapes.com. Let's say that again for those of you in the back. Uh, it's supers, S-U-P-E-R-S, at coffeeandcapes.com. Uh, we still haven't gotten an email from Kevin Costner. However, uh, Mr. Costner, if you're out there listening, uh, from what I understand, you're exiting Yellowstone, so you should have plenty of time to reach out to us and drop us a line so that we can talk about your amazing movie career and also so we can just be your friend. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So there you go. There's all the, oh, and we're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, all the, all the podcasts. All the yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for finding us. However you did, friends, we're glad to have you along for this silly little ride of ours that we think is pretty fun. We hope it's pretty fun. We hope so. We have moved our release date to Monday at the beginning of the week instead of Friday at the end of the week because uh, we thought maybe you guys would enjoy being able to kind of spread us out throughout the course of the week while you're going to and from work or something along those lines. Um, so let us know if that change has displeased you in some way shape or form uh you can write it down on a on a note and then uh you should find a cylindrical mailing <laughs> container somewhere in your house oftentimes you put other things in there um because we don't we don't get snail mail but if you want to email us we would happily read your email opinion about anything we would, we would indeed. And, you know, frankly, sometimes just our schedule, our own personal schedules are such that we've got to switch up our recording schedule. It's very true. Yeah, it, it happens. It happens. But, you know, we try not to miss a week, no matter what. Correct. Yeah. And mostly we haven't. Mostly. It's like two. Mostly. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> they, they come out at night, mostly. <laughs> this guy, we got to do a, an entire thing on like, that movie like aliens the second aliens movie is yeah. classic genius like classic james cameron still my favorite aliens movie oh for sure um, it made me so excited when they started working on predators versus aliens movies because i thought we'd get space marines yeah no nope no, no. What we got was like Friday the Thirteenth camper like involvement <laughs> right. between aliens yeah. and the Predator, and whoever's out there in Hollywood greenlighting those projects, shame on you. Shame. I mean, I mean that's probably like you. twenty plus years ago now. I mean, it doesn't I think, matter. I think it's been a while. <laughs> I think you need to let that one go, John. I can't let it go, it man. So move on with your life. It's okay. No. Years ago, I don't know. It, so depending on what kind of comic nerd you are, right, from way back in the day, um, there was a comic series that they did, Aliens versus Predators, and it involved the Space Marines. It was so good. Okay. The storylines were phenomenal. It was just everything you wanted to see. And so 
I got really excited when I heard, oh, they're the greenlit aliens versus predator. I was like, just like the comic book, yeah. we're gonna get, we're gonna get all that. No, no, we got sleepaway camp with <laughs> aliens and predators. <laughs> it was garbage. It's terrible. I can't let it go. That's what you it. really think, John. But I did watch the original Predator with Rachel like not that long ago, and it holds up so well. Mm. So well. I don't know why. You know what one scene sticks out for me with that is the like the dry shaving scene, like that always. Yeah. Like, ugh, kinda, I don't know why that wigs the me whole, up a bit, but like with the giant and blue knife. Yeah. 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 Mm. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Like in the middle of the jungle, that's your concern. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I've got a little stubble. I can't, I can't have that. Yeah. I gotta look real clean for this alien that's slaughtering all of us and right. disemboweling and skinning us for sport. I mean, I like, isn't that Bill Duke? I think that plays. Yeah, I think so. It's blood was on the leaves. <laughs> if it bleeds, we can kill it. Arnold Schwarzenegger was jacked back then. Oh yeah. No wonder they made like every like every action movie with him in it. Right. Yeah, he was enormous. Yeah. He's a great person. Anyway, that's not why you called. No. What uh, uh do we oh. have any fan fiction today? We do, and it actually kind of applies to what we're talking about today. I was chatting with uh Nicole from Ladybird Provisions. Hi, Nicole. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Super excited. I got my order in of their coffee bombs before the cutoff date to be able to get them. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I'm so pumped on that. And uh, they got picked up in some more stores, so we should be seeing them out in our area soon. So, Oh, wonderful. Yeah, guys, I can't recommend it enough. They, they are a great company. They're amazing people. They're just really, really nice. Um, yeah, we love them. So, yeah, and their coffee bombs are wonderful like they're so good inside of your coffee just trust us give it a shot um anyway we were chatting and we were chatting about moon Knight, which if you're watching us on youtube right um you can see from our backgrounds that this is what we are going to be discussing is we are going to be discussing moon Knight. um dave can you do our spoiler thing oh very good idea yes yes absolutely uh friends as you uh, know from even just last week and previous review episodes, this is not your place for spoiler-free content. We are all about all the spoilers. We will spoil everything. We'll, we'll, we'll ruin it all for you because we just can't stop talking about it because we want to talk about it all because right. you know we're not professional reviewers. We're just fans that, uh, yeah. that, that are reacting to what we've seen and we want to talk about it all. So our usual caveat, if you haven't seen all of Moon Knight and you don't want to have it spoiled, probably best to pause now. Go watch the six episodes and come back and listen to us. We'll, we'll be waiting for you here. Yeah. Uh, but and you have time today. So yeah. you're not doing anything else. Go, <laughs> go binge watch it. Right. Totally worth exactly. it. Um, and, and, you know, I, I do want to bring up, we posted something that uh, somebody viewed as being spoiler-ish on Instagram. And I'm going to say like they had a valid point in terms of like posting to Instagram. So in, in our, uh, in our podcast, we give the fair warning and give you the ability to, to pause and yeah. not listen anymore. And on social, if you spoil something, like there's no way to not see it unless you do something to prevent that. Right. Um, so in all fairness, right. 
I, I appreciated what they said. They were absolutely right. We don't want to spoil anything for anybody, you know, inadvertently. So moving forward, we will put some kind of cover on any potentially spoilery posts um, with a with our cat our typical warning. It's like, hey, right, this is going to be spoiler filled. So move on and come back. Um, yeah, that seems fair. Yeah, that's totally fair. It was it was a legit thing, and you know, this is like we cherish and care about our community and, it, and that matters. Yeah. Um, so Nicole and I were discussing Moon Knight and she said, uh, this is a little farther into the conversation, but she said, I love, love, loved everything else about it. I love the mental health aspect and the actor is amazing, right? Oscar Isaac, I think we can all agree was fantastic, but that third personality really messed it up for me. They could have gone so many different ways with that and still had the other personalities they didn't have to use the scales. The fifth episode was heartbreaking. So as we get into this and we talk about it, like there is a, a I share a little bit of Nicole's frustration with some of the third personality stuff. Um, but let's, let's save that for the point in the show when we get to it. Thanks Nicole though, for, you know, always bringing it and, you know, your own viewpoint to the conversation and to all of our other listeners, like the other three of you um, for doing that. Also, really quick, I want to give out a shout out to Adam. Hey, Adam. Hi, we, Adam. Usually, <clears throat> we usually get to connect uh, before we record and we can get an opportunity. Adam follows the podcast diligently. And then Alan, Barbell Viking 1988. Uh, we've been chatting about Halo, which when that ends, Dave, I know you haven't been watching it. I have not, but we'll have to, we'll have to have a conversation about that. Um, and guys, I, I think it's important to let people know, like we're going to be able to start having, uh, we're actually going to have a couple guests on yeah, like, pretty soon. And so we're going to be opening it up and starting to include some other folks into our podcast, get some different voices, different topics going on. So that's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, we're we're looking forward to maybe having some of our friends on, but even but also a couple of comic book creators, which that's going to be super fun. Yeah, super cool. Like we're not going to spoil like who it yeah, is, but right. like we've had a couple reach out and they're apparently fans of the show, um, like which is great. I Wonderful. mean, yeah. Uh, so they've asked if uh, if they could come on and talk about you know their books that they they're releasing, some of the independent stuff that they're doing. They're like, yeah. Of course, like super. Yeah, looking forward to those conversations. Right, I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised. Like I was like, I think we have like. Oh, you want to talk to us, little yeah, us? Right, so weird. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. That being said, now that we've gone rabbit hole after rabbit hole after <laughs> rabbit hole, because it's what we do. Come on. Yep. Thanks, Kevin Costner, for listening. <laughs> Normal behavior for us. Yeah. All right, friends. Remember, here there be spoilers. Now. Let's talk Moon Knight. Yeah, man, was I excited for this series. You know, I, I think I was as excited for the series because of the character, um, but also because of uh, the actors that were in it. Oscar Isaac, like, great actor. Uh, if, we, if we discount Apocalypse... He but was not I, what he was not the problem in Apocalypse. He was not, he was not the problem. If they had 
if they had put him in some like some kind of maybe like Thanos E CGI, I think yeah. like he was great. He's he's a phenomenal. I love Oscar Isaac. He's great. Um, uh, Ethan Hawke as as the big bad essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big Ethan Hawke fan. I don't know if anybody remembers him from like way back in the '90s. Sure, yeah right doing stuff but i've always enjoyed like his movies and he has always kind of every now and then he dips his toe into like something that could be considered major but he really does a nice job of selecting you know things that he thinks he can bring to life and are a little bit more independent so yeah um, yeah i can't remember and i and i'm i'm sorry i can't remember the actor's name that played uh Mark's wife, who wound up being the Scarlet Scarab. Right. So uh, her name, and I don't know if I'm, I'm probably not going to pronounce this last name correctly, but it's May and then Callumaway. Okay. I don't know that I've ever seen her in anything else, by the way. I have not. But great chemistry with Oscar Isaac. Agreed. Yeah. And um, her evolution throughout the show was really good. I agree. Yeah, I at first it kind of seemed like sort of a throwaway characters, but then they really developed her and I thought it was really, really, really good. Yeah. I don't recognize anything that, uh, was this show movie called together together that maybe mm, I've heard of, I but know. I didn't see it. So I don't know. I got nothing, but yeah, she was terrific. And, and I really liked their relationship. Like she was a strong, you know, at first it kind of came off, like maybe she was going to be a semi stereotypical kind of, Oh, we're just going to use this female as the the motivation Damsel for in distress. Kind yeah, of right, yeah, right. And that was not it at all. No, did not uh, go there at all. No, they did a really, uh, really good job with her and her evolution. But Oscar Isaac, main character, man, Moon Knight, multiple personalities. Right. Uh, it was incredible how how Isaac was able to just with a look or a facial a facial expression uh transition from character to character and you could tell <clears throat> like it wasn't over it wasn't at all over the top but you could just you could just tell when he was switching from one to the other yeah and man the the eye roll that he would do yeah right and the way that they did so you know i was surprised they started out with steven as the as the dominant character in the show like that that threw me off a little bit um because steven as we saw in the show right really wasn't the the choice for Conchu to be i mean he kept referring to him as the idiot yeah right yeah the idiot's in charge yeah give mark control again right um but what i liked from the very jump in the first episode was the way that Stephen was experiencing like these these moments of not being in control. Like he had to chain himself to the bed because he thought he was sleepwalking. And, yeah. you know, all of a sudden he wakes up and he's in a different country. Right? And the way they did those blinks, I thought was brilliant. And, and it really was, that, especially that first episode was so disorienting. Mm-hmm. And it really gave us a sense, I think, of what it might have been like for Steven. Yeah. 
yeah i was curious to see how they were gonna how they were going to approach all the different personalities yeah um and i and i have to admit i got thrown a couple times throughout the series because you know having read the comics and followed the character mark specter was always the original personality right but when mark started to show up it seemed like steven was the dominant personality out of the gate and mark was the secondary was the way that they like it was being viewed like steven was always in control it was always steven's life and mark just kind of showed up um like with the flashbacks right like yeah with the, the childhood <clears throat> well yeah wait yeah which... I, i'm talking about like in the first couple episodes when mark starts to show up yeah and, and mark's alluding to you can have control like just let me get us out of this situation and you'll never see me or hear from me again like those kinds of things made it really seem like mark was a secondary personality that had developed out of steven instead of steven developing out of mark which is what was traditional in the comics and which is what we saw eventually in episode three or four yeah and i felt like it was more like well there's this whole clearly there's this whole life <clears throat> that mark's been living that steven doesn't no doesn't clue. have access to has no clue about right. yeah so i kind of felt the other way i guess i felt like mark had been living this whole life and steven had kind of been blinking out and wasn't i don't know i mean and maybe maybe that ambiguity about just exactly how they got to where they were was intentional mm -hmm. you can't tell every piece of every story i guess in six hours um and maybe that's part of the mystery maybe that's part of how you experience the character a little more as the viewer is to like not be sure yeah yeah it you know one of the things that i thought was really interesting too <clears throat> was when stephen woke up in germany and somewhere in europe he woke up and was surrounded by um was surrounded by all the you know followers of uh Ahmet uh -huh. and Ethan Hawke's character and he, you know he's trying to give him the scarab back but he can't <laughs> yeah. right because they're yeah. keeping it away from him and then he blinks right essentially blinks out having been surrounded and comes to and everybody's like laid out and back uh -huh. way up from him and yeah. Ethan yeah. Hawke's character is like oh and then, a, you know, they grab him in a, in a subsequent episode. They grab Stephen at the time, right? In a subsequent episode and bring him to all the followers of Amet, Amet. And Ethan Hawke is revealed to have been the fist of Khonshu at right. some point. And he takes this really soft turn towards Stephen initially right where he's he's because he's recognized the, the reason there's chaos in his scales and his scales don't balance is because there's those conflicting personalities right. i enjoyed how they approached the mental uh mental illness side of this character 
and thought they did a really nice job in, in not shying away from it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it, <clears throat> I don't know that I have the right language to, to talk about it, but I guess it just, it felt like, you know, here's this thing he has to deal with and he's trying and it comes out of trauma mm -hmm. that, that it, it traces back to trauma and how he had to deal with that as a child. And, oh, um, dude, like that, that stuff, that, that would, that tore my heart out. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, I think that that might be one of the most heartbreaking origin moments of any Marvel hero that we've seen so far right maybe even yeah. more so than than like what happened to little bruce wayne you know who sees his parents get murdered in front of him and everything else and there's there's sometimes comparisons between moon knight and and sure. batman yeah right um but to see man to see the trauma that little mark goes through and how steven came to be because of the mom who can't forgive him for right. this terrible accident that right. robbed her of one of her sons and how she blames Mark and the brutality and the abuse that she puts Mark through and Mark retreats into Stephen, who is the like people pleasing, like it was, it really was heartbreaking. Right. And, and again, you can empathize with each or at least sympathize with, with each side there. Like as a, as a parent, like I, could, I, I mean, I would never want to do what the mom did, but there's a part of me that can kind of understand that reaction just to be so horrified about losing the one child. Like I, you know, there's no excuse for what she does to him for the, for the abuse. And there's no excuse. That's never okay. Also, she's traumatized and she's you know lashing out in her trauma and that's a that's a real world thing too yeah i i mean that's you know there's nothing make believe about that right that's that's a reality unfortunately that a a, a number of children you know that kind of abuse that kind of outpouring of anger that you know that comes from a parent who is supposed to be a child's like trusted protector yeah and ends up being their their tormentor um that's, that's all about, too it's real. about the worst thing yeah it's all too real and about the worst thing one of the worst things in the world yeah yeah absolutely and so the fact they didn't shy away from it and they used it as that you know to explain the catalyst as the catalyst uh behind what took place made sense right made sense yeah. and then that the the reveal to steven that he was the personality that mark created to protect himself and steven's reaction and then the past that the love that appeared between steven and mark and the understanding that they both play an important role in getting them through yeah. like all these traumas and they need each other and they need each other. Um, it really was from that standpoint, a, a, an amazing story. Yeah, I agree. Um, and rooted in 
some real life, which is a ridiculous thing to say about, you know, yes. about on some yeah. level about this story. But Agreed. and yet it there it is. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and maybe, you know, maybe it gives you a sense of why a person would agree to beat people up in the night. Yeah. You know, agree to a, a, a bargain where it says, well, you know, you can keep living, but only if you agree to beat the crap out of people when I tell you to. Right. Be my fist of vengeance. Uh-huh. Right. That, that was the whole thing. Okay. And that, that yeah. presented the, the, the show presented a really interesting like conundrum, which was, which is better. Is it waiting until the crime is committed and then extracting very real, physical, brutal vengeance as a result of this crime or if you can prevent these things from happening, though you don't know. And Civil War II in the comics tried to go like, sure, do this, right? Yeah. Or um, uh, what's the uh, the Tom Cruise movie, Minority Report? Yeah, Minority Minority Report does it. So it's something that's explored, like been explored, but they did a really nice job of presenting like the two sides of the coin. Sure. You can either be the fist of Khonshu and brutally hammer these, you know, people into the ground. I mean, brutally at times. Right. right. Or you can side with Ahmet, Ahmet, um, who seeks to rid the world of potentially like bad people yeah right before they had a chance to do it like just right. before they had a chance to do it which in a way reduces them to their worst moment mm-hmm. right it eliminates like all the possible good that they could do yeah. it eliminates uh any opportunity that they could do something different yeah. that you know, the, the world could impact them. Something could happen and change their course through history. It just takes all that away and says, well, you're going to do something bad. So you're done. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was a really, you know, it, it's again, minority report goes down that road. Yeah. Um, civil war two, you know, went down that road, not great, you know, as we've talked about. Yeah. But I, I thought the show did that really well. Um, I loved that Mr. Knight turned out to be a persona that came from Steven. Yes. And what a great moment that was. Yeah. He's falling from the building. I think that was episode two, maybe. Yeah. Some in the suit, some in the suit. And he's like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so i don't know what that means and then he hits the ground and he's in the mr knight suit yeah that was really really great uh, there's a tremendous way to bring that in mm-hmm. yeah and, and it was i funny. haven't read a ton of moon knight comics but i've read a few of those like from that run like and it just like the look is so good it's it's i like the mr knight look even more so than the traditional like hood cape yeah. hero costume look um Although that's a good look too. <laughs> oh yeah, it's so great. I mean, it, it really is. They did a great job with the costumes. They did a great job with like the sets and the effects and everything else. Um, I mean, they're Marvel. They have the budget to do kind of whatever. Right. But, and then, but it was great to see that they didn't immediately make Steven a badass because he put on the Mr. Night suit. 
he <laughs> right. was yeah. goofy and like got one good shot in and then started getting beat up pretty good. <laughs> right. Thought he was, it, thought he was all that and turned, turned out he was not. And turned out he was not. And as yeah. he's getting his face bashed into the side of a bus, <laughs> Mark's like, give me control. I can get yeah. us out of this. Yeah. He's like, fine, take control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Clearly done. Um, but that, then that became a great way visually to show who was, mm-hmm. who was in charge at the moment. Yeah. And later on, it paid off in the way that they could just kind of switch back and forth very quickly. Yes. And there were some really cool like moments on both sides, like when Khonshu and Steven, who, you know, was Mr. Knight, moved to the night sky. Yeah. To back. And then it resulted in Khonshu being imprisoned. Um, I thought they could have the one thing I will say, there are a couple of things about this show that I, I wasn't a huge fan of. One, I thought it was too short. I thought six episodes wasn't enough for everything they were trying to bring in. And, and we can talk more about that in a moment um, because there was, there was a lot, right? There was a lot. And sure. then uh, the second thing was we haven't heard anything about a second season yet. Uh, it's really kind of ambiguous out there. Yeah. But to end with you know in the comics there's always the three personalities you got mark you got steven you got jake and we teased jake in an episode in a sarcophagus that was shaking when they were dead right 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 and i got super excited i was like oh man they're gonna introduce him and then we didn't get it right and we didn't get it at all despite teasing it again when mark blinks and comes out of it and everybody is like laid out again and they're all uh-huh. terrified of him yeah and mark's like i didn't do this and steven i didn't do this right so you and, knew and, there was yeah that, that right that was coming at some point you knew it was coming so we get teased and then episode six wraps and we're not going to talk about the post credit scene um yet but episode six wraps up and there was no Jake. Yeah. And you're like, what? what? Yeah. So, you know, they teased something that had a very, very, very tiny payoff. Right. Although it does go, it does make me go back and question like, so in previous scenes where usually uh, Stephen blinks and, and wakes up and everybody's down around him or that scene in the, in that I think it was a flashback scene, <clears throat> excuse me, in the in Egypt where probably Stephen blinks and, and everybody's like dead around him, like everybody's been stabbed. Right. Were those all Mark or were some of those Jake? Right. And we don't know. Yeah. Right. And, and we don't know. Like we get the explanation between Mark and Stephen, and that gets explored. Yeah. But because they only ran six episodes. We didn't get Jake acknowledged until the very, very, very end. And the I felt like they rushed through the the lexicon of Egyptian gods and their avatars. Yeah, for sure. Like that was yeah, that to me that was a low point in the series where 
we're introducing this whole new pantheon but hardly sure. <laughs> like, right oh here's like 10 new characters but we're not really going to spend any time with them and none of it's going to make a lot of sense and you know once again i'll go back to something i said last week about uh dr strange multiverse of madness that madness that for me props to marvel for just going for it in this phase like right. they are yeah. unafraid and yeah, they're just the swinging whole, for the fences yeah which is wonderful like uh more power to them man i think it's terrific I guess one of the ways that I think that fell short was, holy cow, we're just throwing a whole lot at the wall here with all the Egyptian gods. And Oh, all of a sudden there's this whole other pantheon that's active in the world. And, you know, the inherent issue with that is, well, where have they been? <laughs> you know, we've, we've been right. doing this story for 10 years. Where have they been? Mm -hmm. Why are we just now hearing about them? And that, you know, that's just going to be a thing that is something we have to deal with. And it's not a deal breaker, but then you end up sort of having to retcon back in like they did with Eternals or um, and why weren't you there to help with Thanos? And, you know, there's no right, good yeah. answer there. Um, so I don't know. Like, yeah, that part, it was interesting. I would love to know more about, about those gods and those characters and those avatars. And we had like a really interesting, good interaction between the, the, the one woman and, and Mark, but then it, but then nothing, nothing. Yeah. didn't go anywhere. And yeah. apparently all of those avatars were killed in that one moment. I don't, I don't know that part in the secret avatar chamber room stuff was looked cool, but story-wise felt like was missing some connections. Yeah. And there was a lot of complexity that existed within this series. Uh, a lot of different threads and storylines, right? And I think that it, six episodes was too short. Um, I loved, and I want to make this abundantly clear, like, I loved the show. Uh, I want to see more of Oscar Isaac as, as Moon Knight. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I want to see a lot more. Yeah. Um, I would love to see, what was what was her name again? Uh, May Cal. Kalami, I don't honestly, I don't know how to say it. C A L A M A W Y. Yeah, I'd love um, to see her more, right? I really enjoyed the the moment with the kid that she had, where the kid's like, "Are you an Egyptian superhero?" And she said, "Yes, I am." And I yeah. thought, "Yeah, that was so great. Way to go!" Like, yeah. you know, way to go, Marvel I, again. You know. One, bringing strong women to the screen. Yep. Two, bringing cultural diversity to the screen yep. as well. Um, you know, I, I thought that was a really great moment of, yes, yes, I am. Um, is Here's a question for you. I don't know, because I have not read enough Moon Knight stuff. Is Scarlet Scarab, is that, a, is that an, uh, an established Marvel character? Or is that something they just created for this show? You know, it's been so long, like I, I've, I've gone through and been reading like some of the newer stuff and I haven't read the old stuff in a really long time. Um, so I, I honestly, I don't remember yeah. at all. And it's one of those things I got to go back and look at. That's pretty cool though. Like if, if they just brought that in, Hey, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was overall, I, you know, I, I appreciate that they swung for the fences. I appreciate, yeah. I gotta be honest. Like there's part of me that now wants to see, uh, 
Moon Knight and Deadpool in on the same screen together, right? Because they're two clearly like mentally like ill characters, right? Wade's we know Wade's off his rocker because he's a little he's a little out there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so to see the two of them would be a lot of fun. Um Moon Knight's had some really fun interactions with other characters in the past. There was a, a great scene in a comic where uh, Frank Castle and Mark are face to face. And Frank Castle's like, hey, still uh, still dealing with your imaginary Egyptian gods. <laughs> and Mark looks at him and goes, How's your dead family, Frank? Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so it's like there's there's like that. It <clears throat> the thing that is interesting is we've been told, so we've we've you know talked about where is Marvel going with all of this? Yeah. Right? What is happening with everything they're putting together? They now have all of the properties back from Netflix. So they've yep. got Luke Cage, they've got the Punisher, they've got Iron Fist, they've got Daredevil, you know, Electra, Jessica um, Jones. Jessica Jones. <coughs> Excuse me. So they have all these all these characters back. We've got a new blade coming. Yeah. Right. We've got uh, Black Knight, Dane Whitman. There are rumors of Ghost Rider. We've talked about what are they possibly setting up. They could be setting up the Midnight Suns. Which I've seen some some social media posts about that. I can't say I'm familiar comic-wise about I mean, where that's coming from. Yeah, it's been around for a while. That was uh, something that came about in the 90s. I want to say it started with Ghost Rider, epi- uh, Ghost Rider issue number 28. That is very specific knowledge, John. I'm impressed by that. I have that. Okay. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> I'm like, I, you know what? I, I, I spent most of the 90s not reading comics. <laughs> um, I kind of skipped that decade. <laughs> so you got some it, catching up to do. You got some catching up to do. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see, you know, the multiverse of madness set up a very different, darker Marvel kind of universe, right? Um, Moon Knight is not sunshine and rainbows and avengers right we we know that yeah um yeah when you said that like i could see him interacting with uh with punisher they seem like you know castle and and specter are kind of have some similarity have some similar uh, traits yeah i i mean we saw we saw the aftermath a lot of times for you know moon knight's actions when yeah. they did the blink and like he does not pull punches that is very very clear right i thought that was a pretty cool way to do it without like having to show us an action scene all the time like here's the mm-hmm. results of the action yeah i like that too um i because what it did for me personally is it made the action sequences that we did see like almost like a payoff right you're anticipating it and then you don't see it but you see the aftermath you're like oh i can't wait to see this guy in action um and then when you finally get to see it you're like that's pretty amazing 
I, I agree with all that. I will also say I, I, I would have liked a little more Moon Knight in the Moon Knight show. I agree with that too. Um, I, I agree with that. And again, I think that it's the, it was weird because it wasn't an origin story. Yeah. But it played like one, if that makes sense. Hmm. Right. So we saw in episode one, the, the hero Moon Knight established because yes. Mark showed up, like the, we saw the aftermath of things that took place that very first like episode where they were driving down through the, the mountains and every now and then like Stephen would blink out and yes. then come to and then, yeah. you know, they're the driving backwards right? and, and right. like cars right. yeah. are exploding. That, and That first episode was tremendous. Yeah. I thought like, I, I really, so it really established a lot of, a lot of the, the story in a way that was super compelling to me. Right. And then we got the, uh, at the end, you know, Steven's hiding in the bathroom in the museum. Yeah. And the, whatever creature is coming for him, the werewolf, I assume <laughs> something uh, along jaguar those lines. Or I don't know. Jaguar, uh, Jaguar, yeah, is it I, a Jaguar, <laughs> um, Jabberwocky. I don't know. So is he's coming, you know, for him and Mark's in the mirror talking to Steven saying, yeah. Hey, you know, yeah. give me control. I can right. get us out of this. Give me control. I can get us out of this. And he refuses and refuses. And then all of a sudden he does. And we get Moon Knight and Moon Knight is just, I, I loved how we didn't see Moon Knight right away. We saw the sink come flying out. Of the bathroom, <laughs> yeah, and then you right. saw that creature like clawing for its life. Right. And it's like drunk back in. And then yep. the next thing we see is Moon Knight just pounding this thing into annihilation. Wailing away on it. Yeah. Right. I got super excited. You know, we're talking like, you know, seeing Reed Richards appear in, in, Multiverse of Madness, excited. Spoiler, by the way. <laughs> um, we already spoiled that one last week, folks. Yeah, we spoiled that one last week. I don't, we're good. Uh, and then the next few episodes, we didn't really get him. Yeah, and then those creatures never showed up. They were a big deal in the first couple episodes, and then we never saw them again either. Yeah, we got uh, a whole lot of Mark and Steven going back and forth. Which was excellent storytelling. Right. Beautiful storytelling. Really, really good storytelling. But However, back to your point about we needed more time to they needed more time to get through this. Yeah, I feel like two more episodes minimum. Yeah. Or it should have been like 10 episodes. And I don't know if like the budget just wasn't there. Or they just, you know, said, hey, let's come on. It's Marvel this. Disney. There's no such thing as, as I know. Budget, right? But yeah. Um, but I, I felt like we needed more time with the character as a whole and the complexities that were introduced. Right. Right. There were things that deserved payoffs that didn't get payoffs. Um, and they did a lot. There were a lot of like good payoffs in this. And there was some great stuff from the comics, uh, the turn in the insane asylum, you know, while they were dead, that whole thing was super freaky. Like what was real and what was not. And, I actually, Excellent. I think I like Ethan Hawke as that, as the psych, psychologist guy, psychiatrist, whatever there in the, in the asylum, even better than his character as the Haro. Like, yeah. It, and it's not clear to me what was, what was real about, what was real about that air quotes, those of you that can't see me, yeah. uh, what, what was real about that and what was, 
in somebody's head. Like, I'm not really even sure. And I, that I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay with not knowing. Yeah. I don't have to have a clear explanation for everything. There's something that, that makes it more impactful with not knowing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's the key there is. Um, and if you've read the comic books, there's an amazing storyline that goes through that whole process of, you know, being in an insane asylum. And it turns out, you know, that's the whole, like, just part of the imagination that's going on and they're trapped and trying to get out and they finally figure out how to get out. Um, so, you know, there, there were some really great high moments in this show overall. And the, the beef that I have with it, you know, is that it just, they tried to do too much in a short span of time. And I think they could have done a couple more episodes and paid off things a, a little bit more than what yeah. they did. And, and maybe, right. They haven't, they've got season two in their basket and they've, you know, they're just kind of holding it back to, to mess with everybody. Cause they, they like to do that. They like sure. to yeah. play their cards super close and, you know, misdirect there. Right. Marvel and is definitely really good at misdirection in terms of like, no, we're not going to do this until somebody in their crew like leaks everything. And <laughs> uh, even that I think is probably pretty strategic. I'm pretty sure, sure they hand something off and say, okay, Hey, go leak this and tease it somewhere. Um, so maybe they've, they've got that in the back. Uh, I, it is my very real hope that that's the case. I want to see another season of this. I want to see. Absolutely. I want to, I did like, I do want to point out, I, I really liked that he wasn't tied in yet to the New York superheroes. Yeah. He's, he his own, wasn't, he's doing his own thing out here in Egypt. So like it, it gives you a little, from a story standpoint, I would think that gives you a little more leeway to not have to bring any other MCU stuff in. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and it was really nice that we got to see that, you know, he wasn't somebody that was tied into the Avengers. He wasn't somebody right, that was yeah. tied into like Cap. He wasn't, you know. Well, and you kind of don't have to, don't, then you don't have to explain why he hasn't interacted with them before or how none of them right. run into each other. Like he's mm -hmm. just out here doing some vengeance stuff at night when all the rest of the heroes are sleeping or else or off planet or something. And again, this is very Batman-esque. Right. right? In, its, yes. in its own way. I, you know, I like that there's a thing that, you know, people in the comics, they'll ask him, like, why don't you wear black at night? He's like, because I want my enemies to know I'm coming. I want them to be afraid. Right. I want yeah. them to be afraid. I want them to see me coming and I yeah. want them to know fear, um, which is great. So I want to talk about the post credit scene at the end of the last episode. Okay, before we get to that, let me say uh, yeah. one of the just one of small things. Sometimes it's the little things that you notice. The the, the intro of the the hippo character, the hippopotamus god character, was terrific at the end of the one episode. Like she just kind of shows up and has this like super happy little voice. Yeah, it's I like such her a great a lot. contrast. Yeah, I also like in the next one where she was like it was little things like her little ear like twitched in a way that mm -hmm. looked like a, like hippo's ears twitched. I thought that was a tremendous little, just little, yeah, just a little note. Yeah. They do a but, great job with the little details like that. Yeah. 
Like those, those are really nice. And, and I, I liked that character a lot. Yeah. I didn't exactly understand who she was or what she was trying to do, but other than, I guess she was the, I'm going to transport you to the next, next right. life kind of thing. But, but she was likable. <laughs> yeah. She was great. And, and there's, uh, I, Oscar Isaac um, did an episode of, I think it was Jimmy Fallon, where he's singing a song. <laughs> the hippo song? The hippopotamus song? The hippopotamus song? Yeah. It's so good. So I saw funny. that. Yeah. I saw if that you, on Insta. If you, uh, friends, if you haven't seen that, it's worth your, your five minutes to go and look that up. It really is. It really is. He does a great job. Hippopotamus? Um, it's pretty funny. So Okay. End credit scene or post credit scene post-credit scene last episode we finally see jake so it's really interesting we get you know they're wheeling haro's in the insane asylum yes right he's in the insane asylum and he's getting wheeled out yep and we don't know by whom we don't know by whom mysterious figure if you've followed the comic books if you've read anything the cabbie hat immediately gives it away um if you're not familiar with that, you wouldn't have known. I was like, oh, finally, right? Um, and then puts him in the in the limo uh-huh. with the, uh, wh- did you check the license plate? What did, I remember, what did Spectre. it say? Oh, right, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah. like the license plate says Spectre. And because at least con- part of the story in the comics, isn't it that Mark Spectre is your, your traditional superhero billionaire? Billionaire, yeah. Because you always yeah. got to have some of those. Yeah, you always gotta have one of those somewhere. Um, and Conchu's in the back seat. Yeah, right. And uh, you know, there's the whole discussion that takes place about thought you were gone. Like, yeah. But and he's like, turns out I didn't need Mark or Steven. Not when <laughs> I have this one. Yeah. And it's peace around the 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 corner and just shoots him right, shoots him dead. Yeah. Which is, uh, which is different than shoots them alive, but um, <laughs> you're welcome. He shoots to kill. He doesn't. Uh, he's not trying to wound or or hurt. Right. He's just nope. You're you're going to be eliminated. Which is interesting because it completely violates the conversation that uh, Mark and Stephen and Mark and Stephen and uh, and Layla had right. about and how you can't kill him. him. Right, that you can't kill him, but. Nope, Jake does not have that uh, function. He does not have that that hesitation. And to me, it was a bittersweet moment to see one. uh, I know from the comics, Haro dies. Um, And Ethan Hawks did so great. I was really hoping maybe they'd buck the comics a little bit in Mm. that one and, and figure out how to keep him around. And maybe we'll see him again and that would be always a possibility right you never know marvel loves to kill people and bring them back um so is dc though so does every 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 category of every show everywhere yeah everything that's good point i mean star trek did it with spock and everybody anyway um i will always be your friend such a good moment in star trek such a good moment um sorry (laughs) that's okay so what was truly bittersweet about it is that they teased that they teased jake coming so many times and then to pull him in for a post-credit scene at the end of this run of shows that 
have been previously discussed and kind of leaked out that maybe this was going to be the only season that right. we got. Yeah. And and I was like, if this is the only season that we get, where does this go? Does, like, yeah, does it show up in a movie somewhere? Does he like it's just does it pop I mean, up it, in Secret it, Invasion? Like right, yeah. And it's I guess it's it's in some ways classic comic storytelling to just have that cliffhanger ending and be like, well, there's more story here. Uh, and maybe we'll get to it and maybe we won't, but but at least. I guess at the very least, what it does is it it puts you and I and people that are watching in a position where like, well, now I'm kind of creating the next story in my head. Yeah. And I, I mean, from a teaser perspective, I will literally now watch anything that they put Moon Knight in. If they don't sure. give him another season, I'm going to be angry and <laughs> For sure. I'll probably throw myself on the floor and kick and scream and pitch a fit. <laughs> I've heard that works to get, yeah. to get TV shows back. It does. Um, but if they don't give him another season, but he pops up in something else in like a preview, right? I'm 100% now I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm gonna go see that. Sure. Yeah. I if mean, for no other reason, anyway, but <clears throat> right. If for no other reason, then I want to see what, what they're doing. What we're getting yeah, yeah what they're doing next. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, anything short of Morbius 2, we were gonna go see anyway. So yeah. You know, it'd be really nice if we do get the Midnight Suns, if they just stake Morbius. I'd <laughs> be, be okay with that. But like that could be the opening scene of the movie, like Blade just takes him out. Yeah. <laughs> And Blade just turns and like gives you a thumbs up and a wink. <laughs> right. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Yeah. <laughs> and then you find out later Jared Leto actually died. Um, oh, come on now. Oh, we don't that took, wish, a, that took a dark turn. <laughs> we don't wish Jared Leto harm. He was, I still hold to our, our statement about Morbius, is that he was actually surprisingly the best thing about that movie. Uh-huh. Like he was a terrible a joker. Right. <laughs> Right. And I wish that whoever, like everybody that's like bring the Snyderverse back and keeps posting like Batfleck and Jared Leto's Joker in the same thing. Stop. Yeah. No. Stop. You don't want that. We need that to not happen. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like it will, but no, no, it does not. <sighs> uh, so back to Moon Knight. Yeah. Uh, in our classic, uh, I think it's classic after 30. This is thir episode 32. No, 33, I think. 33, okay. Yeah. So 33. Um, you know, we're at like 297 some odd days of like since our first episode release. We're almost at the end of year one. That's crazy. Right? I mean, we started in September. I'm telling you what the podcast okay. stuff tells me when okay. I look at our numbers. 297 okay. days. Okay, that's cool. It's kind of crazy. That is a long time. Thanks for being with us this whole time. If if I you know, have been, man. or it's even sad. if you've been with part of us, part, been with us for part of it, that's great too. We love we we love that you're here with yeah. us. Uh, uh, anyway, in classic <clears throat> coffee and capes fashion, John, in our rating system of uh, overwhelmed, whelmed, underwhelmed, what'd you give it? You know, despite the fact that it was short, uh, despite my. Uh, dislike of the way that they handled like jake i'm still overwhelmed by this um 
I still think that it was a great show. I looked forward to it every week. Were there things that I was like, I would have liked more of? Sure, of course. But take out like my own wants as a fan of like what I wanted to see more of. And I got a great, great show that was superbly acted well, you know, really nicely done. And I just enjoyed it. Yeah, same. I, I'll give it the overwhelmed. Um, you know, we've just spent the last 40 minutes or whatever, 45 minutes talking about some of the things that we would do differently. Um, and those stuff, but they don't keep it from being a show to recommend. And it was a lot of fun. And for instance, my son who has zero uh, exposure to Moon Knight before this really enjoyed it. Yeah. It and that's great. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I will say, you know, one thing we didn't talk about was how about F. Murray Abraham as the voice of Conchu? He's great. Yeah. He has, a, he has a tremendous voice. I'll, I'll admit, though, it like it sort of put me off. Like, I'm not sure he's the right choice for the, the voice of an Egyptian god. Like that. I, was, like, great. I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah. He's got a tremendous like the timber of his voice, like whatever the <clears> the. <throat> the audio portion the it's pleasing to hear him talk and it's and he's got the right amount of snark and uh and yes and and fear inducing like he can make you like he can make you afraid of him <laughs> so that part i think was all good i just i was i wasn't quite sure if that was if that was the best choice though for it as an egyptian right. god but but i thought it was, great. It was enjoyable I, yeah, yeah it was a really enjoyable uh, and so um well fans what'd you think what did you think guys did you have a favorite moment mm. if i had a favorite did i have a favorite moment hmm. Hmm. i don't know but i hadn't really thought of it that way because it's all it all comes together it's all really good right. well i think we've reached the end <laughs> this is the end yes Thanks for listening, Kevin Costner. (laughs) And everybody else. And everybody else. What did you think? Let us know. We'd love to hear comment. What, uh, what resonated with you? What would, what would you, what were you thrown off by? What do you want to see next? Like, how do you want them to, how do you want to see them use Moon Knight next? Yeah. That'd be a good one. How do we want to see that? Yeah. We love all the interactions you, you have with us. So everybody, thanks for being with us this time until next time. True believers. Bye. Bye guys.